Okay, so week 14 is ahead of us. It's here. Um, we got a big Thursday night game between two, six, and six teams, Cowboys-Bears. I'm going to give you my predictions on that. College football playoff came out. I was um I was correct on my predictions on the college football playoff. Also, the playoffs, the NFL playoffs are right around the corner. We got teams that are in the hunt. It's the four, it's the last four games of the season. I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna tell you the teams that I think that's gonna make to the playoffs, and the teams that I don't think that's gonna make to the playoffs. So buckle up, let's go. Okay, so Thursday night football we have the Cowboys Bears. Both are six and six. Um, both won a division last year. Both have played and performed disappointingly. You know they have, they have underachieved to their fans to their fan bases uh, standards. Chicago coming off a uh, coming coming. Off a division title last year, beat down the Bears, beat down the Vikings last year, got to the playoffs, didn't win a game, and then the Cowboys won the NFC East. They are still winning the NFC East this year, but they're six and six, and fans and everybody in the media feel as such the Cowboys should be much better than what they are right now. Both teams are underperforming. Cowboys got a dominant offense. Bears have a dominant defense. Now I'm gonna come in and give you my pick. I, I think Dallas I think Dallas wins tonight. I think they win tonight. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be cold. Uh it's one of those classic uh winter games. You know, c- going into the winter, going into December, late late season stretch. Um it's gonna be one of those cold classic games. I think it's gonna be um Slow, rough, and rugged. Not high scoring. Uh, no, uh, no inclement weather. It's just going to be cold and chilly. But no inclement weather. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Dallas and Dak. I think Dak and Dallas in the offense. I think Dak and the offense will be enough for the Cowboys to pull through to get above five hundred. Uh, don't really trust the Bears and Mitch Trubisky. As far uh, offensively, as far as I'm concerned, so I think Dallas will push away. I'm gonna go with the final score being 24 20. 24 20. I'm gonna go with Dallas. Dallas is a three point favorite. I'm gonna take the points and some more. I think Dallas will win by four. I think their offense will be too much for the Bears' defense to handle, even though they have a good, uh, they have a great defense. I think Chicago. I think Dallas will come out, have something to prove, chip on their shoulder, must-win game, trying to get into the playoffs, trying to win a division. Chicago. I don't think they will have enough offensively against somewhat of a struggling Cowboys defense. I don't think they will have enough offensively to handle and keep up with the Cowboys offense. Now. Both of these teams during the offseason, they came off of great years. Both of these teams during the offseason didn't make no upgrades. Uh, Cowboys, they you know they replaced Randall Cobb with Cole Beasley. They replaced Randall Cobb with Cole Beasley. They you know they got Cobb, but that wasn't an upgrade. Uh, you can you can you can just look at all the teams that's having success this year. Baltimore, they said, hey, last year they ran the ball really well. They went out and got an even better running back to add to that already tremendous run game. 
Mark Ingram. They add, they up, they upgraded. Houston upgraded. Houston said, "Hey, we need some offensive linemen. We need to go big or go home. Get a left. They got a star left tackle. They also got some backs. They acquired a receiver. Kenny Stills. Houston upgraded. Green Bay upgraded. Green Green Bay got uh, two pass rushers in the Smith boys, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. They get they got they they went and upgraded their pass rushers. Green Bay upgraded. Chicago or the Cowboys didn't do that. They stayed still during the offseason. They stayed still during the offseason. Dallas didn't make no moves. Chicago stood flat on their heels. They was like, this is enough. They they both said, this is enough. We have enough to get over the top. Neither team upgraded. And... A lot of a lot of the media, you know, Chicago with the Bears. It's Mitch Trubisky is not a franchise guy that's gonna get Chicago over the top and win them playoff games and Super Bowls. And he's not. And Dallas has the media been going on Dallas these last few weeks. Jason Garrett banging on Jason Garrett banging on Jason Garrett and. How, you know, how much of a, you know, is he a good coach? Is he is he good enough? I don't think he's good enough. Me personally, I think his tender and his time in Dallas, uh, it, it, I think has come to an end. Um, you know, he, 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 Jerry said it. He practically needs a Super Bowl to, to, keep, to keep his job in Dallas. Even if Dallas make this playoffs, who, who are they beating? Who, who 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 who's Dallas beating? Who's Dallas beating in the NFC playoffs? Uh, are they are, uh, you, you, they they're gonna beat a they're gonna beat San Francisco? Are they gonna beat Seattle? Are they gonna beat New Orleans, Green Bay, Minnesota? Who 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 who's Dallas gonna beat? Who are they gonna beat? So media has been banging on Jason Garrett and his coaching. Media has been banging on Mitch Trubisky and his quarterback play. And how he hasn't lived up to his pick that they drafted him at. And how Chicago passed and missed on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Both of these teams have a lot of pressure on them tonight. Both of these teams have a lot of pressure on them tonight. Based upon if they win this game or if they don't. I would say this is more of a must win for Dallas. Because Dallas has a prime position for the playoffs. We 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 all suspect that Dallas. I mean, we I mean, some media members thought that that this was Dallas' year to get over the top, to win the NFC, to possibly get to the Super Bowl. Many thought that this was Dallas' year, and once again, they let you down. They let you down. So, I think Dallas win tonight. I think they win tonight. Uh, this game go either way. But I think Dallas will win tonight. They're three-point favorites. Uh, I said they win by four, 24 to 20. Uh, low score. I think it's gonna be low scoring, somewhat. Points will be coming. Points will come here and there, but it won't be highly explosive offensively. Uh, I just trust. I trust Dak a little bit more. Well, I trust Dak a lot more than Mitch Trubisky. Sorry, sorry, Chicago. I just trust him more. So, let's shift gears to college football. On Tuesday, well, before the college football playoff rankings came out, I told you guys that Ohio State would be number one, no doubt. LSU would be number two, no doubt. Clemson, number three. Georgia, number four. Utah at five. Oklahoma at six. Tuesday, the college football playoff comes out. And voila, there you go. Ohio State at one. LSU at two. Clemson at three, Georgia at four, Utah at five, and Oklahoma at six. As I predicted, that is the college football rankings for this week. And I'm just going to be brutally honest. I have nothing against neither team. All the, all, I mean, or neither team that I'm about to talk about. I have nothing against neither team. Um, I, I will give you guys my game picks soon, but I do not want to see Oklahoma in this playoff. I'm sorry. 
I, I, I do not want to see Oklahoma in this playoff. I think Utah. I think Utah will beat Oregon on Friday. I think Utah will beat Oregon tomorrow in the Pac-12 championship game. I think Utah will be Pac-12 champions, and I think Utah will get in the college football playoff four. Me personally, I would like to see Utah. Big Big Twelve has shown the Big Twelve has shown us when you put them on these type of games and these type of you put them in, put them in these type of situations, they don't win. The Big Twelve has been. I mean, we saw we saw what Oklahoma did last year with Alabama. Uh, they got they, they got they got smashed. Started off the game twenty one nothing in the first quarter. By the time you looked up, Oklahoma was down twenty one. You're like, what the hell happened, Oklahoma? Plays no defense. Big 12 plays no defense. Don't want to see the Big 12 in this in this college football four because Oklahoma can't stop a, 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 a they can't stop a nosebleed. Oklahoma can't stop nobody. So I I I, I don't want to see them against uh, I don't want to see them against Ohio State. They would get smashed. And uh, you know I'm not saying Utah. I'm not saying Utah would win or beat. Ohio State, not or LSU. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is, at least Utah will put up a fight. Utah get a couple stops. Oklahoma wouldn't be able to stop Ohio State. Oklahoma wouldn't be able to stop Ohio State. So I do not want. I don't want to see Oklahoma. Don't want to see Oklahoma in this in this playoff. The Big Twelve. They show us who they are. They've been in this. They've been they. They the team that has gotten elected in this playoff era. It's past been Oklahoma. Oklahoma hasn't won a game in this in 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 this ranking in this format at all. They haven't won a game at least with Oregon with the Pac-12. Pac-12 won a game in this in this in this uh playoff format. They've won a game at least. They got into the national title game. Uh, so I don't want to see. I don't want to see Oklahoma. Plus, it would also help college football if they put Utah in the college football full because you get some Western rate. You, you the people out west will will, will, will tune in as well. They, you get your your ratings out west would do better as well. If you get a t- if you get Utah, you put Utah in at that fourth spot because I think Georgia's going to lose. I think Georgia's going to lose to LSU. Georgia would then have two losses. Uh, I don't think. A committee. I don't think a committee would let a two-loss Georgia team, who's not an SEC champ, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they would let them in. So I would have. They. They would have to put either. It would be. It would either be between Utah or Oklahoma. I think. You know. I do think Oklahoma will beat Baylor again. But it's. I. I. I me personally, I want to see Utah. I want to I, I want to see Utah. I, I, me personally, I want to see Utah. Plus, college football, the NCAA, they would benefit because I know they're all they're all about the money. I know they would benefit greatly. They would benefit greatly if they put Utah in the four because then the people out west would watch and your 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 ratings out west would do well. Your ratings out west would do well. Unlike previous years, like last year, where you you had like three South teams, you had three Southern teams. You had Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame. You're, you're not getting no ratings out West if those are the teams. You're not getting yeah, Oklahoma. You're, you're you're not getting that. You're, you're just not. Sorry, sorry. You're not getting it. So that's why I don't think I, I, I we were, at first we were pushing for two SEC teams. We were pushing for two SEC teams, but now that looks improbable. So we'll just go with Utah. I like Utah. I think Utah win the back Pac-12. Tune in to them um, when they you know when they play Oregon for the Pac-12 champion championship I think uh I think Utah will beat Oregon and I do think Oklahoma will beat Baylor but uh we we seen Oklahoma in these situations we don't I I I just don't want to do it that's what college football is all about college football is all about assuming I I have no biases I have no biases this is not being biased this is an assumption I assume off of previous 
occasions in this playoff football, in this college football playoff format, Oklahoma would just get destroyed because every time you put them, you, you put them in in the four, they get destroyed. They get destroyed. They spotted Alabama twenty-one points last year. They got destroyed. That's what, that's what college football is all about. Assuming pre when preseason polls come out. You know, no matter how many guys Alabama lose in the draft and how many and no matter how many seniors leave from Alabama and transfers, Alabama still ranked even number two or number one. Alabama still ranked number two, number one. Because we're going off of assumptions and assuming, hey, it's Alabama, they don't rebuild, they reload, and they be one or they be one of the two top teams in the nation. We assume that. That's what college football is all about. Assuming. Not being biased. Not being biased. Bias is alumni from South Carolina and you're, 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 you're alumni from South Carolina University and you're like, you're, you're, you're just rigid against Clemson. That, that is a bias. That, 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 that's bias. That's being biased. Me, I'm assuming. I am, I am assuming that Utah will win. They win Pac-12. You put them in the four, and I am also assuming if you put Oklahoma in this playoff four, they get destroyed and smacked by the, by Ohio State. Sorry, uh, this is just what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. That 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 is my four. I, I that is my four that I think um, by the end of this weekend, and we go into next week, and you know, bowl season comes around. My college football four would be. Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Utah. I'll be back with the next segment. Okay, so in the playoffs are coming soon. The playoffs are coming soon. I cannot wait for playoff football. Playoff football in college, playoff football in the NFL. So, as we all know, the NFC, AFC, I, I gave my top 10. I feel confident about my teams and all that and so forth. But we know that we have teams that's in the hunt, that's fighting for wild card positions and spots. So I'm gonna tell you the teams that I think that I think that's gonna retain their wild card spots in their positioning. Um, so I'm gonna give it to you right now. So first, let's start with Buffalo, the Bills. So Buffalo is nine and three. They currently have the fifth seed in the AFC. I think they will keep. Their wild card spot, uh, remaining schedule, they have Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, the Jets. I think they're finished. They're, they're down the stretch, these last four games, uh, I, I think they go 2-2. Two and two. I think they go 2-2, two and two. so they finish 11-5. They won't win a division, I don't think so. But I think they'll, be, I think they'll do just enough to keep and retain their fifth seed. And that wild, and that that the first wild card spot in the AFC, I think they'll do their best to keep it and retain it. A real good story in Buffalo started off as a team that was just relied on its defense heavily, and then now as the season has progressed, they finally have found and they found ways to incorporate Cole Beasley in the game plan. They're using him more effectively. Josh Allen, they've always been able to run the football pretty well, but now Josh Allen is—he he really has the offense at his possession, and he's he's playing well. Josh Allen's playing well. I thought coming in, you know, when they first got drafted last year, I thought he was raw, raw talent, raw athlete. But Josh Allen has a big arm. He 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 has a cannon. He I mean he has a missile for arm. He's really he's really 
developing into a true franchise guy, and not to help, it, it also helps when you when you're very talented. This kid, Josh Allen, is really talented and really athletic and mobile. I'm going to talk more about that later, but I think Buffalo will keep their spot on to the next team. Uh, The next team in the AFC would be the Steelers. The Steelers currently have the last... They currently have the last spot in the playoffs, in the AFC playoffs. The Steelers have been a great story this year, but... Six touchdowns in the last five games. I mean, they're, 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 they're barely surviving. They're surviving off of culture, coaching, their defense. So they have Arizona, Buffalo, New York, and then the Ravens left. It's, I, I, want, them to, I, want, I want to see Pittsburgh make the playoffs. It's, 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 a t- it's a tough one for me. They're 7-5 right now. They've been playing some good football, some inspired football. It, uh, I really would like to see Pittsburgh cap this season off with a with a late playoff push. I, I, I don't, I don't think they do it. I think they fall one game short. I think they finish nine and seven. I think they go two and two down the stretch, and I think they finish nine and seven, and I think they'd be. Looking outside of the playoffs. I think they'd be looking outside of the playoffs. The next team, Tennessee. Tennessee, you know, they always finish 9-7. and seven. Uh, This Tennessee team with Ryan Tannehill, they work. It works with them. I think Tennessee, uh, coming down the stretch, their schedule might get brutal. I think, let's see their schedule. Okay, here's their schedule. Raiders, I think they win. Houston, they're at home. I think they win. Well, I think they lose. New Orleans at home. New Orleans by that time, you gotta remember, New Orleans about by that time they have they have their they have the division locked up already. They probably have their seeding locked up already. I think New Orleans will probably be resting guys, and then Houston again. They win one of those Houston games, so they finish three and one down the stretch and finish ten and six. I I mean Ryan Tannehill he has that since he's taken taken over the job in Tennessee he has the highest pa- passer rating in in football he's playing some good football I mean Ryan Tannehill is not a bad quarterback it's just that we know that he has his limitations at times but with this Tennessee team they're coming alive their defense is playing well uh, I mean yeah I think they make the playoffs I think they get that last I think they just beat out Pittsburgh. To get that last spot, eat between Tennessee and Pittsburgh, they get that last spot. Um, Oakland at six and six. Oakland, I, I raved about them. I think a little too early. Oakland at six and six. Uh, I don't think they get in. I don't think they're a playoff team. They they struggle. Made they struggle big time on defense. I don't think they have. Quite enough to get over the top. These last few weeks, they have gone through some beatdowns. I, I really thought coming down the stretch with the the Bengals, the Jets, that they had a shot, and they 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 they, they dropped too straight. I think they lose against Tennessee. That game is that game is at home. Uh, they beat Jacksonville, but down the stretch, I don't trust Oakland. Oakland's more of a good story this year. They finished eight and eight. They're they're a good story this year. They have a lot to really be proud about and built on because nobody. I mean, people really didn't have Oakland being this good, and it's just such a shock to see what John what John Gruden has done with that roster. Real good story, real good story. But I think they have their problems defensively. They really, really can't stop nobody. <laughs> uh, Derek Carr, his 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 production has fell off, so you can you can count them out. Um, sorry, Oakland. At Indianapolis at six and six as well. Uh, one of these things, Indianapolis, their division. You know, Houston, of course, is going to make the playoffs, and then I just told you that Tennessee is going to, you know, they're going to they're going to go down the stretch three and one. 
Indianapolis, another good team, another good roster. Just don't think they will have enough at the end coming down the stretch. I just don't think they have enough at the end. They have um they've dropped the last couple uh, with to Houston and Tennessee, some crucial division games, and it's really ha- it, it really has knocked the win out of that roster and team. Good story, another like w- once again another good story. You know, Andrew Luck retired on him. I like Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he's just not the guy that you want for ten years leading your franchise. So. Indianapolis, great roster though. They have a nice roster. They have a ton of salary cap money to go through and to even build that to build that roster even more. But I don't think Indianapolis gets it done. I think they fall just short. Uh, they probably go eight and eight, seven and nine. Um, lastly, in the AFC, Cleveland at five and seven. Cleveland, uh, I don't. They they don't make it. I don't think they make it. I think they. I think they fall short as well. I don't think they make it. Uh, just been too inconsistent for me this season. Baker and his play doesn't lead. Don't doesn't make me. Doesn't convince me that they will go three and one down. They have. Well, they will have to win out. Them winning out is not happening. They have Baltimore on their schedule. I just don't see it. Uh, the way how Baker has been playing this year hasn't just haven't loved it. They probably go seven and nine, eight and eight. Just haven't loved it. They've really found they, now. One thing I can't say about Cleveland, they have found their identity offensively. They know who they are offensively now, and they know how they have they have to play. They would just have to carry that on into next season because their season will be done after these four games. I don't think Cleveland's a playoff team. Don't see it. I don't see it. Don't see it at all. Don't. I don't think Cleveland makes it. On to the NFC. Uh, now we can start with the Vikings. The Vikings are eight and four. Uh, they lost. They had a. They had a Sunday night, a tough Monday night loss. But that was a good loss. I mean, if it's anything, if it's a such thing as good losses, that 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 that's a good loss to send to. A ten and two Seattle team who's now like striking and hitting on, on clicking on cylinders. I uh, I like their schedule down the stretch. They have Detroit. I think they're winning that. That's at home. Uh, then the Chargers. I think they they handle them as well. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they beat Green Bay at at at, at Minnesota. These they got a nice last four games of the season. Three are at home. I think this team finishes eleven five. I, 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 like I told you guys, I like Minnesota. I think Minnesota is uh, for right now with with these guys with when they get Thielen and Cooks back healthy. I, I, I like I, I, I personally like um, Minnesota better than Green Bay. I have a lot of questions still lingering with Green Bay. I think they're in the wrong conference as far as power because. Like Green Bay is soft up front, and a lot of these teams in the playoffs—San Francisco, Seattle, Minnesota—they're power football teams, and I don't think Green Bay is ready for that. Um, but Minnesota will make the playoffs. They finish eleven and five. Um, the Cowboys at six and six. Uh, with Dallas, I think they make it. They make it at nine and seven. I think. Now, I think they make it at nine and seven. I know they have uh, coming down the stretch. They got Chicago Thursday night tonight. Uh, they have they have the Rams at home, Philly at Philly, and then Washington to cap it off. I think they go nine and seven. They even lose. I think they lose to the Rams at home, but I think they cap it off with these next two. Um, Division games. I think they win those next two division games at Philly. Then they go back home to Washington. I mean, they go back home to Dallas to play Washington. I think they cap it off with a win. They go nine and seven, and they'll be the division leader. So going into the hunt, the Rams at seven and five. Uh, the Rams at seven and five. I do. I don't. Think they would make it? I don't think the Rams would make it. Uh, you know, everybody's just the Rams. 
first of all, their division is awfully good. Their division is loaded. And I said that before the season started, that their division was loaded. They got Seattle this week. I don't know about that one. At Dallas, I think they'll win that one. But at San Francisco, they'll lose. They'll drop it. Uh, they will have to win out. I don't see. I, I, it's just hard for me. It's just hard for me to see the Rams winning out, going into the playoffs. Mm, don't see it. I do not see it. I think they. I think they. I think they'll find a way to have a winning record this year. They go nine and seven. I, I say. I think the Rams will finish nine and seven. I think they just fall a tad bit short of making the playoffs. Can't see them winning out. Can't see them winning out. Uh, the Bears at 6-6. Six and six. Offensively, they just don't give me enough. Plus, their division is loaded. Don't trust Trubisky. Minnesota and Green Bay are just heads and shoulders better than Chicago. Uh, don't have much to talk about with Chicago. Tampa Bay at 5-7. and seven. I don't think they get in either. Uh, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. They're five and seven. They're seven for five and seven. Uh, yeah, they're bad. Um, Philly, Philly is interesting. Uh, Philly, they 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 have a favorable schedule coming down the stretch, but do we really trust Philly? Like, do we really trust Philly? Uh, are we really gonna trust Philly to finish off the stretch? You know, go down and stretch and win at home and win division games when they just lost to Miami. Do we really trust Philly? So I don't. I think Philly falls short. I think they go eight and eight. They finish eight and eight. Philly should just be an average team. I think they just make the playoffs this year. I mean, just miss it. I'm sorry. They have missed the playoffs. So I have Minnesota and the Cowboys making it. Those the last two teams in the NFC. Um, uh, I don't see the Rams making it. Don't see uh, Chicago, Tampa Bay, or Philly making it at all. So that is that. Uh, we'll be back. Okay, so, and I love this coach. So check this out. And, you know, a lot of people don't like him. I like him. I like him. I like him a lot. <laughs> and I don't get it. Um, so we all know about Ron Rivera getting fired in Carolina. Um, Ron Rivera got fired after nine seasons. And, you know, I was just curious to see who the coaching candidates were. And Vegas came out with the odds. And the odds show Jim Harbaugh has the best odds to land the Carolina job. Now, whether or not if he takes it or not, whether or not he takes it, uh, okay, I don't know. But, but for a guy that many people say he he oh Jason uh, Jim Harbaugh can't coach Jim Har Jim Harbaugh can't do this. What 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 are you talking about? See, what you can't do, you can like you can have an opinion. You can have your opinion and you can stand on your opinion, but you can your opinion can be right or wrong. Your your opinion can be argued. Your opinion is not necessarily always right. It's not necessarily always wrong. But what you cannot argue is the facts. You can't argue the facts. You got to be fact-based. You know, I can just come on here and just tell you guys a whole bunch of stuff and be right. Because it's factual. But I can also come in here and give you guys my opinions, give you guys how I think, how I thought, my thoughts on certain subjects and topics. And then that's how we really start a conversation. But what you can't argue is the facts. And this is the thing that kills me about when we're talking about Jim Harbaugh. And when people say he's not a good coach or Jim Harbaugh is this and his ego is that. Can he, can he coach? Okay. So, San Diego. It, it works in San Diego. It works. Automatic work. It, 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 it. Check. 
He, 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 he worked at San Diego, coached at San Diego, and worked at San Diego. San Diego was a, he was a, he, he was successful at San Diego. Okay, Stafford, he takes ta- Stafford over that, 07. You know, 4 and 8, first two seasons, 5 and 7, uh, okay. But turns his, he turns this Stanford bu- pu- puppy around, 8 5, 12 and 1, 10 and 3. But he can't coach. But he can't coach. Okay, he goes to the NFL. You know, he was only 44-19-1 and as the 49ers coach. Only got to one Super Bowl. But, you know, this guy can't coach. Cannot coach. Jim Harbaugh can't coach. You know, and then he goes to Michigan. And Michigan, before he got to Michigan, with Brady Hulk. Brady Hulk was averaging six and a half wins at Michigan. Uh, looky there. First year at Michigan, 10-3, 10-3, 10-5, 10-3, 10-3 again, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-3, 10-
Overall record 44 and 19, highest winning percentage in the modern day era for NFL coach Jim Harbaugh. Uh, when you guys try to sit here and tell me that he's not a good coach, I I, I just turn up a cheek because it's it's nonsense. It's complete nonsense and it's ridiculous that people say such things because uh, I mean what he's 44 and 19 <laughs> at, at in the NFL at the NFL level 44 19 and one six that's a 69 and a half percent winning percentage highest highest in the modern day era what do you mean he can't coach what do you mean he can't coach? Five years at Michigan, he's forty-seven and seventeen. That's a seven. He's won seventy-three percent of his seventy. He's won seventy-three percent of his games. At, uh, I don't need. I don't. I, I. I. I do not get it when people say Jim Harbaugh can't coach. What he can't beat an all-time great Ohio State team. That. That. That's really gonna be. Uh, 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 that's gonna be that's gonna be our market our marking skit stick right there our judge our judgment call beating an all time Ohio State team. Okay, sure, good luck. Let's see, let's see, let let's see if these other teams LSU can beat Ohio State. Let's see. I mean, practically, these programs are practically unbeatable when they get the right coaching and system in place. But I wanna I wanna get into this, guys. Um, these are my last thoughts. I'm going to get into my last thoughts. When you look at... Okay, so, I was reading an article. I was reading an article about how the NBA ratings are down. And they're down, like, I think they're down around about 22%. They're down about 22%. And... I feel like we always have this continuous trend where the NBA starts and the NFL season is still going on and we still got college football and it's like, ah, the the NBA ratings are down. I have a specific reason why they're down this year. The NFL has been really good this year. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed or I don't know if you guys have been enjoying it as much as I've been that as much as I have been enjoying it, but the NFL has been really good this year, and you know why? I know why. The NFL has been extra sweet and good this year. It's due to the young quarterbacks that are evolving. The young, the young quarterback play. The young quarterback play. These quarterbacks are dynamic. They're explosive. They're 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 intelligent. They're talented. They're fast. These these quarterbacks this year are amazing. I'm not talking about the Brady's, the Breeze, the Rod. I'm not talking about those guys. I'm not talking about those guys. Those guys are good. You know, they're good. They're good. But I'm talking about the Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Dak, Deshaun Watson. Oh, do you see the trend? They're all mobile, dynamic quarterbacks that can make plays with their legs and their arm equally. Because usually, there used to be a term for those guys. They used to be called dual threats. But they really weren't dual threats because dual means two. And they can run and throw, but... Dual threats, when they were calling these type of guys, quote-unquote, dual threats, they really couldn't throw the ball well. They could just run it well. But no, these guys, these set of guys that I just named, Dak, Russell Wilson, Holmes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, no, 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 Josh Allen, no, these guys can really... Like they're mobile and they like they're precision throwers. They're precision throwers, and it, it, it's funny. It's like you 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 have to be able to move because now nowadays with the new CBA involved, the the NFL salary cap is yay big. It, it, it's but yay big, and it's not flexible whatsoever. 
So the offensive lines in football, like there, there, there there's not many great or never that, never that. There's not many good. There's not many good offensive lines in football. So your quarterback has to be able to move. Your your quarterback has to be able has to be mobile, and these guys are mobile and they can throw. They're precision. Like these guys are precision passers. Dak is a precision. I mean, Russell Wilson is a precision passer. Deshaun Watson is a precision passer. Lamar Jackson has evolved as a thrower of the football. Dak has become more accurate. These guys can throw it. Mahomes has a rocket. J- Josh Allen has a missile. I mean, these guys are precision passers. And with the new CBA, like I was saying, the new CBA, the, the NFL salary cap is not flexible at all. So the office lines are getting worse. Not, not many teams can say, oh, I have a great office line. Not many teams can say that nowadays. It's about probably three, four teams that can probably say, I have an excellent office line. I have an excellent office line. Only about three, four teams can say that, really. The rest of these teams in the league really can't say that because the, cap, the, the salary cap is so flexible. I mean, it's so, the salary cap is so tight and it's not flexible. Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's not flexible. So, that's why ratings are down for the NBA. And usually, also, usually, people just don't jump right into the NBA when the NBA first starts. It, people really the, don't really start getting into the NBA until Christmas, the New Year, and then it start ranching it up after All Star Weekend, All Star Break. That's where that's where the NBA will start gaining more and more viewership, and their ratings won't be as bad. But as for right now, for the next few weeks, several weeks. As the playoff approach, um, as college football and bowl season approaches, ratings will continue to be down. Um, but yes, the NBA ratings are down. So, uh, at the beginning of this pod, at the beginning of this pod uh, uh, of this ep- of this episode, I said the Cowboys will win. The Cowboys will win twenty four to twenty. They're three point favorites. Uh, I think they're going to win by four. It's going to be cold, chilly night. One of the, it's really one of those classic winter, you know, games, December games between two storied franchises, you know, give us that feeling. And I found something interesting. I found something interesting, and it just shows you how football correlates. And this is why I like the sport, because it correlates and it has some, it has connection in between the two. There's some psychology in between football. And here it goes. The Bears' offense this year leads the league in three and outs. The Bears' defense since October is last in the league in sacks. Now you're thinking, okay, Isaiah, how does that correlate? How how does the Bears' offense lead the league in three and outs correlate with the Bears' defense last in sacks since October? How does that correlate? I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Your offense. Now, first, this stat, that defensive stat, the offense stat really didn't surprise me. The defensive stat with the Bears last in sacks since October, that's surprising because they have a lot of great pass rushers. They probably have the best crop of linebackers in the league. Uh, and they have Khalil Mack. <laughs> they have Khalil Mack. So, here goes. No matter, and this just shows. This just goes to show you. No matter how good your defense is, you gotta have a. You have a, You have to have some balance. You have to have somewhat of a balance. And here goes. Here goes the correlation. The Bears go three and out. Three and outs are quick. You have your defense on the field a long time. Those DNs, those linebackers get tired. They get fatigued. They get fatigue of rushing the passer and trying to get back there because they're out there for so long. They're out there for a lengthy part of time. A lengthy time, they're out there. That's the correlation. Bears three and out. Bears offense go three and out. Keep going three and out. They calculate. 
they they those three announced starting to generate. Your defense is out there for more snaps. The more snaps your defense is out there for, the more tired and more energy they have to exhaust. The more energy they have to exhaust and and they get tired and fatigue starts to set in and they can't rush the quarterback. They're not as fresh as they would be if their offense, if the Bears offense was moving the ball, got some first downs, keeping them off the field, giving the defense a break. But the Bears offense leads the league in three and outs, which means the Bears defense is on the field for a very long time and they get very tired and fatigued. They can't rush the passer. They're not as fresh. They don't have as much energy. That's why I think the Cowboys will win tonight, 24 to 20. Again, once again, that is my that is my prediction for tonight. Uh so thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I I do understand that the decade is coming to an end, and we're in, we're entering a new decade, a new era, a new decade, the twenty twenties, the twenties, the two thousand twenties. We're entering a new decade. Um, so I might have like a all decade list coming up for um some sports for for, for football for the NBA and the NFL and for sports in general. I might have a all decade list, some lists coming out. In the next coming weeks, because I understand that we're all, we are going into we are going into and shifting into a new decade and a new era. But once again, thank you guys for listening. For listening, adios amigos. I'm out. Arrivederci. Whatever they say to exit or to make an exit, I'm out. I'm gone. Peace, deuces. Enjoy the enjoy the game. Wrap up. It's cold. Don't get sick. I just got over the bug. Don't get sick. I'm out. I'm out, y'all. I am out. Um, be sure, be sure, be sure, be sure. Watch the game tonight. Enjoy yourself. Make your predictions. You know, you can pair them up with me. You can pair them up with mine. I think I'm going to be right tonight. Hopefully I'm right tonight. Um, But I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. We got a lot to talk about. This next coming, these next coming weeks, but I'm out. I don't want to hold you guys no longer. I'm sorry.